Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. And we are here to start talking about Washington versus Arizona this weekend. And we'll be doing a recap from the press conferences. The coaches and the players were today. Jed was on, Jed was on Monday. Monday. Coordinators and players were Tuesday. But before we begin... As usual, for our football podcast, we have a message from our sponsors. And who's our sponsor, Shelby? Homefield Apparel. That's right, Shelby. You can go to homefieldapparel.com and enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23. Two, three. All capitals, one word, and save 15% off your first offer. That's WILDCATSCOOP23, homefieldapparel.com. Get it now. Be there, be square. Be there, be square. There we go. You're getting really good at this. You like, want to be a winner or a loser. You got this field, special voice. Home field, home field, home field apparel. <laughs> That's all you, by the way. It's not. It's not a machine. Home field, home field I'm not pressing a button right now. Home field apparel. I really hope that they do listen to these. Wildcat Scoop 23. Alrighty. Um. Okay. So we're on the clock. Arizona will be playing Washington on Saturday. Saturday. Let's start with the injury update coming out of the weekend. <laughs> what is that injury update, Jason? Saturday. Well, there's a lot. Um, Jetfish didn't really tell us much about the actual detailed injuries. What? Um, but he did mention many names. Um when you face a team like Washington, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Normally, Judd's pretty open with injuries on the Thursday press conference. We'll see if he is. Um, I know that none of them seem to be season-ending, and uh, there's optimism that, you know, look, like Bill Norton, for instance, he actually played special teams against Stanford, so you got to assume he'll be back this weekend against Washington. Uh, Justin Flo. No mention of him by Jed after the game or during the Monday press conference as being injured, so I got to assume he'll be back. Ty Ty and Martel Irby are probably go as, you know, the week goes, and then same with Wiley uh, and Jane and Delora as well, Shelby. So if you had to tell me who's definitely playing, I would say Norton and Flo probably playing Irby and Ty Ty. Um, not, no idea, probably Wiley and Jane and Delora. Thank you. Well, those seem to be the two that everyone would be most interested in. So I'm a little disappointed. Your spies didn't well, find Wiley, out. I love Wiley, but Arizona can beat Washington without him. And again, I like Wiley, but you have Jonah Coleman, Speedy, DJ Williams. They they should be fine. And we'll even see how much they can even run the ball because Washington's going to put up points. Okay. Um, was there any indication of who the starting quarterback will be? Nope. And honestly, if I was Jed, I would handle it the same way. And on Thursday, I would say, I don't know. We're going to see how Thursday's practice goes. Do you think that he could be tricky and do like a cutout of like Nick Foles and also just have Nick Foles at practice? Yes. Just to try to well, we were wondering, beguile them. Um, the media was allowed to watch practice secretly. And we were wondering like... If they have an, like, let's say um, Jaden is out and let's say, like, Noah went down, who would be, like, the, the emergency quarterback. But, like, if it went, it, like, ASU style, where, like, their third quarterback this weekend is their punter. 
but hopefully it doesn't get that far. But anyway, back to the question. I don't expect Jed to give any inclination. Like, if on Thursday he flat out said Jaden is starting or Noah is starting, I, I would be surprised. There really hasn't been any hints at all. Brennan Carroll didn't give any hints. They've been very careful that when they're asked about status of quarterbacks and all that to give very general answers. Um, it is probably something we're not going to know until Thursday. Uh, they don't have a Friday practice. So their last practice before the game is on Thursday. You would think Jaden has to practice on Thursday in order to be able to play. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I think it's going to be very close. Cloak and dagger, as it were. Nope, I just said close. But yes, cloak and dagger as well. I, I like to think of it that way. Close and dagger. No, I like cloak and dagger. Clock and dagger. Clock and dagger? Clook and dugan. Are you a clock maker? Schmuggity schmuggity. <laughs> Who dat dare? Who dat dare? Um, okay, well, Who let's... Who sung that, by the way? It, so people know, and we're not just... I mean, we could have been, we were saying the Saints phrase. Woody, like, Who dat dare? What is it? Woody Herman? Uh, Woody Herman. We heard... Occasionally, yeah. we'll put on the 40s on four when just we're in the car, kids. and it drives our kids crazy, and there's actually like a couple of good, every once in a while, a good song will come on. But there was like a Jewish jazz singer the other day, and he was like, who dat hair? There's a, and then he said some Yiddish word, and I went nuts in the car. I was so happy. And it was from like the 40s, so. Yeah. Anyway, that was a great little side story that had nothing to do who with anything. Who dat damn, who dat damn, I thought we said we weren't singing. At this point, we need to just have a straight up musical well, episode. Well, no, somebody on, on the Twatter, I forgot who it was, said that we should do a full musical podcast. <laughs> I think we should. Who dat damn. The thing is that Jason doesn't know how to read music, Ooh. so it would all be like literally on the spot. Are you sure music doesn't know how to read me? Hmm. What a deep question. Um, can we, or I just don't know how to read. Can we just, <laughs> I'm so, tired. I'm so tired. I should note before we continue, Jason's very tired and he's kind of run ragged. You know, his mother had a successful surgery yesterday. <laughs> Quote, it was worse than we thought. There was a lot more bone powder. Yeah. So if you ever crush your wrist and your doctor tells you that there's just bone powder in there, you're like really screwed. <laughs> Quote, it was worse than we thought it would be. <laughs> So anyway, we've all been running around a little bit, and so Jason has like a little cold, and also he's tired. So I apologize for tonight and or when you listen to this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get back to the podcast now. So um, if it is Noah who starts, how will Jedfish approach offensive game planning? According to the Jedi. <laughs> the Jedi? Is it like the people that handle Jedfish? Oh my god, that is so good. Uh, from now on, when Jedfish game plans, he is the Jedi. I think one time when he was first hired, we were coming up with what to say like when he gave us little tidbits, and I think I said in front of him that they should be called fish sticks. Oh my god. And yeah, she laughed, I believe. Um, so, he made a good point, Jetfish, that is. And he actually said, and, and when you think about it, it's true, Shelby, he's not lying, mm -hmm. that they've had Noah and Jaden the exact same amount of time. Just because Jaden has more experience, remember, that experience came at Washington State. Mm -hmm. um, they actually arrived to campus on the same day. So, they've gone about the process of learning the offense the same way, the meetings and all that. Um, basically, Jed said that Noah, Fafita would get more reps 
because Jaden will usually get the one reps. Now, there's been days where Jaden will get the day off. Um, multiple, you know, older players sometimes get the day off on Tuesdays, and Noah will take the one reps. And then Wednesday and Thursday, it goes back to Jaden. Um, that could be the case this week as well. We'll see. Um, or maybe we already saw. Um, but, but um, yeah, like, basically, there's no difference at all. And if you believe Jed, um, he's saying that the approach and everything would be the same. The strategy, the game planning would all be the same. Uh, it would just literally come down to practice reps, and Noah would get more than he usually does. Okay. Um, on the other side of the ball, what did Johnny Nansen say about Washington's offense? Yeah, I like Johnny because even though sometimes he'll give you, like, the canned answer, um, he's usually very honest. And today, Tuesday, uh, was one of those times where he didn't BS or hold back. Um, very blunt in his assessment of Washington's offense. They score a lot of points. They get a lot of yards. Yards. A yardage. <laughs> uh, they score a lot of points. They get a lot of yardage. And basically the thing that the focus is on this week is explosive plays. Um, their offense, if you look at it, most explosive plays, it's up there with anyone in the country. Their touchdowns come on long plays. And so Nansen and the defense are going to look for ways to to get rid of it. Uh, the thing that Washington is, um, they're very multiple in what they do offensively. Uh, they're unbalanced. They run quad. They run empty. They motion. They shift. And so Nansen said that's the big focus is – when they do all that pre-snap movement, how do we adjust to make sure our assignments aren't messed up? And they're going to go personnel with personnel, um, you know, assignment football. And I think the personnel on personnel is kind of a hint. If you remember during fall camp, um, we talked a lot about how Arizona was practicing that dollar formation. This feels like that type of game where they're going to bring that out, which is basically all four safeties on the field, a linebacker, uh, three defensive linemen. Like, it is a very unique formation that is clearly built to go against the pass. Um, that feels like this week, because when you're talking about personnel and personnel, Washington airing it out, spreading it wide, it would, it would make sense um, to have multiple defensive backs in there. Okay, awesome. Um, for Arizona, what do you expect to see on the offensive line on Saturday? Yes, judging... Shelby, by Brennan Carroll's comments, reading in between the lines. Um, things can change, but it definitely sounds like Raymond Polito is out for this weekend. Uh, just based on, Brennan said a few times, like, we're going to get him back and he's going to be fine and all that, but he didn't say, like, he'll be back on Saturday. And as you know, I'm, a, I'm very good at this, Shelby. I'm right. very good at reading minds. It's If you're a woman or a man, I can read your mind. Stop thinking that. It's disgusting. The podcast is almost over, Shelby. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then another hint that he dropped was basically he went on, Brandon Carroll that is, to super compliment Leif Magnuson. And it definitely, at the end of his, what he said about Leif and all that, it felt like Leif is going to get that start at guard. Um, they felt very comfortable with Leif against Stanford. He performed very well. So I would be... Surprised as of this recording if Raymond Polito plays, and I believe that Leif will, will get the start against a, a solid Washington team. Um, yay, that sounds good, as always. Um, 
Oh, we're going back to that song. Okay. Before you continue singing, is Arizona's coaching staff concerned with these slow starts? Because I am. Well, Shelby, you're going to have a a disagreement with. Now, again, some of this could be coach speak. I'm fully aware. Coach speak exists. Not every answer you guys get is the truthful answer. Okay. Um, You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, Now, with that being said, uh, it doesn't sound like Arizona is very concerned. Jed Fish was asked on Monday, hey, you didn't score in the first three drives of the game against Stanford. Um, And then he mentioned, look, we had a delay of game. We missed a read. Uh, Montana was open. We missed him. Uh, We decided to punt on the 36-yard line. We could have gone for it if we wanted to. We got to 26, then we got stopped. Uh, then we had a touchdown and we started moving the ball better. Uh, Brandon Carroll was asked the same question. His answer, Shelby, was much more uh, straightforward. And he said, uh, instead of worrying about the points in the first quarter, losing is the worry, not the amount of points. It's it's the end result. Um, you know, and they had they said we had a couple drives that have ended up where we started in the first quarter. But then it went on to the second quarter and they scored. Yes, they want to score early. Yes, they want to score on every drive. Their philosophy is that every drive that they don't score on is, isn't is a success. Like, unless they're scoring, it's not a success. But he said the, the end result is more concerning um, about the fact than, like, where and when the points come. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's good to be positive, more positive than I am feeling. Wow. About things, but we'll see what happens. Shelby has, she's down in the dumps. Arizona beat Stanford, but um, barely. I can only imagine what score she's going to predict for the Washington game. She told me this morning as she was walking out, she hasn't decided she's going to go 100 or 150, but we'll see. First of all, spoilers. I said, what that damn? Secondly, I would not say that high ever. Oh, okay. Not sure why you're screaming at me. I don't. When was the last time Arizona had just a crazy blowout game? Like, really, really, like when Arizona crazy. blew out a team or got blown out? When Arizona, like, what's the last super high scoring game Arizona's had? Last year, they lost to Washington, forty nine to thirty nine. No, but like, like I mean, higher than fifty. Oh no, that's this is not many, honey. Okay. Who that there? If Brian was here, he would know immediately. Want me to look it up for you? So anyway, no. so <laughs> my wife literally just told me I'm not good enough for her. What? That's what you just said. No, I didn't. You, what do you, I, you? First of all, your question wasn't very clear because you're like, "When was the last time they got blown out?" And then you're like, "But when was the last time they scored 50?" You don't get blown out if you score 50 points, Shelby. Okay. They let up 49 uh, multiple times last year. You want to know when Arizona scored that much and lost? Sure. 39 was the high against UW that year. Uh, 2021, I don't think they scored 49 points all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have to be under Rich Rod. Senor. Oh, my God, I just sneezed. Oh, Northern Arizona, they – that's right. Northern Arizona in 2019, they won 65 to 41. Wow. Okay. That's not bad. I mean – and then it all went to hell. It all went to hell. They lost yeah. their last uh, seven or eight games. And then they lose to ASU. They allowed 51, 41, 41, and 56, 34, and 35. And then ASU won 70 to 7. Yeah. That 65-point game against NEU sure taught NEU. <laughs> so. 
Well, thank you for the thorough research. Who that day? just did on behalf of all of us Ooh. Arizona fans. We appreciate you, Jason. I better. I do think that you probably should go to bed because you have a cold. How can I sleep when the red and blue game is Friday? Then Arizona faces Washington on Saturday. And then, uh, um, uh, that's it. There's NFL on Sunday. So the way this is going to work out is tomorrow we're going to have a red and blue preview. Woohoo! Because everyone is yelling at me. and Oh, because of the streaming? Here's, here's the deal. I cool. found out details, Shelby. Okay. This is an exclusive. The Pac-12 is sending most of their people out of town to different games. There's a Pac-12 game on Friday between Oregon State and Utah that even though it won't be on the network, they're going to be there. So the turnaround between sending people out to the red and blue on a Friday night, Saturday, is just not... Not going to work. It is a different crew. I know what you're running. Football game Saturday. Why can't they just do Friday? Different type of crew. Basically, the Pac-12 says we're not helping you. I don't think that's a coincidence. Arizona is so spread out getting ready for the football game and all that with their technology and where it is and stuff like that. It is difficult. The way it's been explained to me is could it be streamed by U of A? Yes. Would the product be up to standards that U of A wants? No. And so they'd rather basically not stream it than stream it in a poor product and make that available. I mean, you could Facebook live it if you wanted and people could watch. Uh, I don't. No, I can't. Okay, fine. That's we'll a whole see. working thing. We'll, you want me to Facebook Live an entire two-hour event <laughs> yeah. that Arizona has the rights to? Everyone would love it. Yeah. Okay, that's good, Shelby. I'm going to jail. Okay. Well, Jason's in a good mood. And we're going to... Shelby said in this podcast, she uh, I'm not good enough for her, and she wants me to go to jail. No, I didn't. Kind of. What? You said Brian would know the answer. And then you just said you want me to illegally stream the red and blue game. That's a death penalty. I, I was just joking. Uh, were you? Yeah. Who that dare? <laughs> oh my God, you need to go Whoa! to bed. Bear down. Shelby has volunteered to draw the entire red and blue game in MS Paint. So we'll get that to you guys on Saturday. Post haste.